I want to welcome everyone back to SaltCast. I'm Bob Turner, and I am the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, otherwise known as SALT. And we are blessed once again to have Jabez Harlan with us. Jabez is an elder, a new elder, actually, with the congregation in Spokane Valley, Washington. Jabez, welcome back, and thank you for, for joining us and being with us for this. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Well, I, the information you shared in the last session is so rich, and I, I want to encourage everyone, if you haven't listened to the first one, uh, before you continue with this one, go back and listen to what Jabez shared with us in that first session, That uh, just the journey that they've been through uh, this past year during this pandemic and appointing five men to serve as elders for this congregation just two and a half months ago, and, and so just some great material, and I hope that you'll go back and listen to that because it's really foundational for what we're going to look at today and talk about. Uh, Jabez, as you mentioned the last time, talking about how the, a lot of the meetings that you had with the congregation were through Zoom. And I'm assuming initially that there were some uh, online approaches to sharing messages and Bible studies. I don't know if you use Facebook Live or not, but could you share a little bit about what you did use and how that was received with the congregation? Yeah, uh, I'd be happy to. Uh, we actually looked into um, starting a live stream right when uh, the lockdown started back in uh, March of 2020. And uh, we didn't know a whole lot about the technology that would be needed for that. We were kind of looking at some of the other churches uh, in our region that had uh, gone to uh, live streaming right away uh, for their services. Um, but we just, we were a little bit late on that. Uh, we actually didn't get our live stream up and running until about uh, six weeks ago. Uh, mm. It took that long. Um, but we were able to find the equipment that we needed. Uh, we have a, a guy at our church by the name of Dan Groh who uh, works in IT, has worked in IT for a long time. He's really up to speed on all of the technology. I wish that I knew just a little bit of what he knows. I'm not the most techie guy there is, but every congregation needs one. Uh, yes. and, and he is our tech guy. Uh, you probably know him from uh, the Zoom meetings that we've been in. And he, um, he's really been uh, helping us get our live stream up and running. So we actually run ours through uh, YouTube and it streams live uh, through YouTube. And then it stays on YouTube for uh, about a week or so. And uh, some, some of our services are archived there on our own uh, YouTube channel. Um, it's, been, it's been a huge blessing for us. Uh, so many of our members who have been uh, watching other live streams of other churches have now uh, started to tune back into ours. Uh, they're starting to invite their friends uh, to tune in and, and watch through the live stream. Um, they're, they're starting to invite their uh, family members that used to attend church and uh, maybe for one reason or another haven't attended for a while uh, to start watching the live stream. It is, um, it's, a, it's a real easy way uh, for, for people to become more involved in the, in the worship service, uh, maybe in a way that doesn't, doesn't require a ton of uh, commitment. It, you know, it's uh, turn the TV on and, and uh, tune in and there you go. Um, that does pose some issues of not wanting to be there in person uh, when and if we can get there. But 
I think we'll, we'll try and cross that, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, but for now, uh, we've had quite a few people that are tuning into our live stream and it's, it's been awesome. Well, I think it's great. And, and I'm excited to know that that's moving in that direction because I, I think it's such a great tool of outreach. Uh, you know, it does help members of the congregation, especially those who may be more vulnerable to the virus to feel more comfortable being able to watch. But, but what a great tool to be able to have that information out there for people in the community that they can see what's going on without feeling like they need to be in the building and, and they get a feel for that before they ever make that first step. So I think that's that's great. We, we've we talked about, and especially in the last session, you, you discussed this whole concept of, uh, as we refer to it, trial by fire, where you five men became elders and kind of right in the middle of all of this pandemic. Um, and even though you've been serving for about two and a half months, maybe a little longer than that, could you share with us and tell us a little bit about uh, the impact this has had on you guys as elders? How how have you grown? Uh, maybe in your relationship with each other, how do you see yourselves having grown as leaders as a result of this this type of a crisis pandemic that's hit? And uh, if you could just share with us some of that information, that I think would be helpful to those uh, who are listening. Yeah, uh, I'd love to uh, share a little bit about that. Um, the, the men that I serve with are uh, pretty familiar to me. Uh, one of the elders is my father-in-law. Um, and another one is uh, a, a man that married uh, my wife and I. Um, he, he was there for the service. And so I've known a lot of these men for a lot of years. And uh, so there's, there's a lot of trust that has been uh, built over the years with those men. Uh, a couple of the men are a little bit uh, newer to our uh, congregation, and uh, but I don't feel I feel that there is uh, still a great level of trust uh, between me and uh, and those uh, elders, and uh, I think that trust is is one of those uh, pieces of an eldership that um, it's it's crucial. If you don't have trust uh, amongst the men. Uh, and if you don't feel that those men have your back, and if you can't have those other men's backs, uh, you're going to run into difficulties real, real quick. And that's okay. something that we've been able to establish um, right from the beginning. And uh, a couple of things that, that we do as elders is we make decisions as a group. Uh, we try uh, very, very hard not to be uh, pulled aside by a member um, uh, to be spoken to, to say, hey, I don't think this is right or this is right. Uh, and if that does happen, we, uh, we don't give an answer uh, right then and there. We try to set up a meeting where the five of us can uh, discuss it, maybe with that person present, maybe not. Uh, but we try not to um, allow any of, any of those kinds of divisions in our decision-making take place. We feel like that's really important for us to be a uh, united front. And, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty young into this. Uh, we're pretty new into this journey of being elders together, but uh, so far so good. Uh, we've had to make some pretty tough decisions in the, in the early stages of this uh, pandemic. And um, one of those has been with further restrictions that have been placed on religious uh, services. Uh, we recently 
um, received a mandate from the governor that uh, there could be no congregational singing in our services, uh, wow. which has been really tough. Uh, our members are uh, pretty good about obeying mandates and obeying uh, the rules and, and the authorities that be. But there were several members that felt that this was a restriction on our uh, religious liberties and our uh, freedom to uh, worship and, and practice our religion. There were others on the other side of that that really felt that we need to obey the rules. And if the rules say no congregational singing as much as, as they didn't like it, those are the rules and we need to obey those. And there were people on both sides that were tugging at the ears of, of us elders saying, you can't do this, you need to do this. And, uh, and the elders had to get together and, and make a decision about that. We ultimately chose that, like I said in, the, in an earlier podcast, we want to be the church that's known for doing things the right way. And I, I love to sing. Uh, I've been leading singing since I was 10 years old in the, in the <laughs> church and uh, having a service uh, without singing. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine it. Um, but we ultimately decided that uh, we're going to obey the rules. And so we uh, found a pathway through there. We uh, uh, bought a subscription to Praise and Harmony TV that has uh, the words and notes of uh, the songs that are sung a cappella. And so we uh, play those uh, videos um, on our, in our Sunday morning services. We, uh, we don't walk around our building and, and tap people on the back of the head if they're singing softly to themselves or humming. Uh, it, we, we said, we don't wanna be the singing police. Um, right. And so we're not going to police that. And uh, but we're not going to have a song leader who's uh, leading songs. And um, and uh, and that's the way that we're going to move forward. Uh, yeah. And so far, you know, we still have our 50 members showing up on Sundays. And that's good. Yeah. And, and hopefully that mandate will end very soon and we can go back to uh, congregational singing. And uh, but until then we're finding other ways uh, to engage in worship. Um, you know, through, through this whole process, there's been more of a focus on the words of those songs and what the words really mean um, in a way that we, that we maybe didn't have the opportunity to explore before, where we were more focused on how we sound or how others sound around us, or am I hitting that tenor note the right way? Um, right. And we're, we're really being able to focus more on our worship. And what we're finding out is that singing is a very, very big part of our worship, but it's yes. not the only way that we can engage uh, in our worship with, with God. Yeah. So because of it being a fairly new eldership and, and working through some of these challenges, and especially during a time of pandemic, this, this next question is kind of a two-part. Uh, how have you stayed connected to the congregation as leaders, and how have you kept them connected to each other? Uh, I think that that's a that's a great question, and it's a it's a tough one to answer uh, because if I'm going to be completely honest, um, I don't know if we are as connected as I would like for us to be, and uh, there are some ways uh, that we probably need to improve uh, with our connection uh, with folks. 
Um, we've brought back our uh, Wednesday, our midweek meeting, our uh, Wednesday night services. And that's basically just been a fellowship time for us, uh, for anybody to show up. And, and we have a short devotional, but it's been more about how's your week going and uh, you know what's kind of going on in, in your life. Um, we're not able to really have people in our homes right now uh, because our our gathering is only people within the immediate family and five or less. And, uh, and so having mm -hmm. dinners like we would like to, that's not really an option for us right now. And uh, having Bible studies in people's homes. Uh, we have um, two Bible studies, a women's and a men's Bible study that happen on a weekly basis that have been postponed for now. So we're not able to, to do those things. Um, so it's our, it's our gathering times uh, that we spend a lot of time in fellowship with one another, um, just kind of standing around with their masks on and, and, uh, and talking. And, and uh, it, that, that has been really good. Um, uh, emails, phone calls, uh, and, and sending cards is uh, really how we're, how we're making things work right now. Um, one thing that I did uh, work with a little bit uh, back in September was a kid's uh, Zoom class. Mm -hmm. And instead of, so we're not having any Sunday school or anything right now. And uh, so one thing that I, I did for a few of our uh, younger families is uh, provided a kid's Zoom class for about a half an hour on a Tuesday evening. And um, we just uh, kept it really consistent. We started with uh, an opening song, and, uh, and then we talked about um, the theme for that class, uh, which usually had something to do with manners or understanding uh, that God loves you. And, and, uh, and then I would um, use a Kindle book uh, that was on my laptop and screen share that, and then I would read a book uh, to the kids so that they could see the, the pictures on the screen. And then after that, we'd kind of talk a little bit about the book and then we'd play uh, their favorite game, which was called Go Find Me. And yeah. I would just say, you know, in your house, go find me something that's round or go find me a button or go find me your favorite stuffed animal. And uh, the kids, that was their favorite part of the, of the Zoom class, <laughs> playing Go Find I Me. I love and that. <laughs> Yeah, and then we would end. We'd end with a with a closing prayer where I would uh, pray for each one of those kids by name, mm. and um, and that was great for the kids, but it was also great for those parents because the parents are participating in that as well, and it became like a, an extra midweek meeting uh, meeting yeah. for us uh, that was that was really like a family time uh, for all of us and. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. We need to do more of that uh, down yeah. the road in offering more of those opportunities for people to connect. Um, yeah, I love that. I, I was sitting here thinking, you know, we should do that as a congregation. You yeah. know, just have that part of the worship service. Go find me. Right. <laughs> and then let people go search for stuff. <laughs> uh, I know that 2021 is, is a year that a lot of people are thinking that this is going to be a turnaround year. Uh, a lot of folks are thinking that with the introduction of the vaccinations that are going to be available and as more and more people are vaccinated, that, that we're going to see more of an end to this pandemic and some relieving of the um, restrictions. 
So have the elders had a chance to talk about the six months from now or maybe this next year, any plans that they have for moving forward? Uh, yes, uh, we're trying to keep it simple. Uh, we're, and we're trying to focus on just a couple of things that we would like to do. Um, of course, hope is our superpower. And I mean, we're God's people. And if we can't be optimistic about the future, then, then really who can, right? Amen. Uh, and so we, we're really hopeful that we are going to be able to offer lots of opportunities to our members to volunteer in their community uh, in 2021. Uh, we really want to become active as a church. Um, we're a smaller church. Uh, we, we have fewer resources, but the, the resources that we have to offer, uh, we want to use those to the fullest extent. And uh, so we're partnering with a homeless shelter uh, here in Spokane. It's called uh, Family Promise. Uh, it's a faith-based organization. And uh, they have uh, about a 90% success rate of helping homeless families find permanent uh, housing. Wow. Yeah, they do a fantastic job. Uh, And they uh, keep the family unit together. uh, So mother and father are able to stay in the in the same uh, shelter together. Uh, They have counseling programs that help them uh, with their debt, uh, help them find housing. Um, And their only caveat is that there have to be children involved. Um, and so it really is a homeless uh, shelter that's targeting and, and working with families and helping them find shelter. So we oh, are in that. the beginning phases of that, and uh, we're contributing uh, money to that program right now. Uh, but there are, are tons, there's tons of opportunities for us to get involved and, um, um, and really volunteer at those places, too. Uh, sure. even um, by offering Bible studies. So oh, that's uh, awesome. We're, we're really excited for that opportunity. And then our second thing that we uh, would really like to focus on is uh, finding a minister um, slash evangelist, um, but having somebody consistent uh, who is going to not do our evangelism for us, but help train and work alongside our members uh, to help them in, in the evangelism efforts in, in our community. So, uh, those are, those are two big projects, but, um, that's about what we can handle for right now. And we feel, feel pretty good about it. Well, and I love that. I'll be praying about that for you guys. I'm, I'm excited about the direction. That's encouraging. One last question, um, before we wrap up, I, if you were going to give one suggestion to those who are listening for their congregations, as to something that might help them, something they might need to think about that would help them as they're looking at moving forward through this pandemic, what, what would you suggest to them? Yeah, um, boy, I, you know, there's, I don't know if there's just one thing that I, I could suggest. You're making me boil it down and narrow it down to just one thing. Um, you know, the thing that really comes to mind uh, for me is uh, practicing compassion. Mm. And um, and having a uh, having a compassionate heart, um, you know, in the in the time that we live in, it's a it's a very polarized situation and climate within our country, um, and that is bleeding into our churches, um, especially when it comes to religious freedom. Do I wear the mask? Do I not wear the mask? Uh, can I be friends with you if you're a Democrat? Can I be friends with you if you're a Republican? Um, and 
these, these issues uh, that divide us uh, don't really have to be that way. Uh, it's important for us to listen uh, and empathize and, uh, and practice compassion. Um, we, are all, we are all God's people and we may not see things uh, the same way, uh, but it is important for us to remember that we share the blood of Christ in common. And uh, if we can't become brothers and sisters through that, uh, we've got bigger problems. That is very, very well said. I, I appreciate that and so needed. Um, I just, uh, I'm excited for you guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing how things go uh, this next year. I'm looking forward to being there again to work with the congregation and help with the elders as they move forward. And uh, again, I want to thank you for taking time to, to be a part of the, the SALT cast and to just visit with us about what's going on there. It's exciting. And, and I know the things that you've shared are going to be helpful and beneficial to those who've, who've listened in. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. Well, we want to thank everyone for tuning in and, and listening this week. Uh, it is such a blessing that you are a part of this uh, SALTcast. And so we encourage you to continue to listen each week and pray that God will bless you as you continue to serve in his kingdom.